Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all the information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? We've been processing these things, and our leadership is praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hey, Jeff. Joe. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm, I'm uh, well, should I on- answer that honestly? <laughs> how or about just... pseudo-honestly? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just heard this really cool metaphor uh, not too long ago where, uh, so <laughs> it was about the idea of, like, how much do you share? Yeah. You know, in public. And um, the person was talking about laundry. They were like, you know, there's, um, yeah, of course I have dirty laundry. And then there's like all the way to like talking about the accident you had in the car in vague and super detail. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You know, and it's like maybe with a couple of close friends, I'll talk about the details of that story. But to all you all out there, yeah, of course I have dirty laundry. Yeah, that's right. You're only a hypocrite if you say, I don't have dirty laundry. (laughs) That's true. uh, So just what kind of laundry do you want to air out today, Uh, Jeff? I got some dirty laundry. All right. There you go. There you go. There you go. This, uh, I feel like the storm. I want to know what kind of accident you have in the car that you're not talking about. Oh, no, I haven't had one. (laughs) Well, actually. What goes into that category? Well, well, you know, this is not me. I have never done this. But I have actually been in the car with people like, dude, if you don't pull over right now, your (laughs) car is going to be a mess. And then. I know of at least one person where that's happened in the clothing they were wearing. Oh my! So it oh gets my. you know. My my worst uh, laundry thing was one time. This is about ten years ago. I got one of those twenty four ounce coffees from Speedway, <laughs> and I was running late to a meeting, so I stopped and got coffee. I went to the meeting. The meeting was with Pastor Ryan, <coughs> our Medina East Campus or our uh, Akron East Campus pastor, and. Uh, I, I walked in to sit down with him. He was waiting for me, so I kind of rushed in, took my coat off, walked in, sat down. I had I had not even taken a sip <laughs> out of this thing. And somehow when I crossed my legs, when I sit down and crossed my legs, I kicked it out of my own hand, and it, it hit me it hit me in the shirt. And then 24 ounces just went down into my where I, I was sitting in it, and then it was running down my legs. It even got my socks soaked. Oh, my god! And Ryan's just looking at me speechless, and I looked at him, and I go, I have no choice but to go take a shower right now. <laughs> like, there is no, there's no redeeming this. I can't no. do anything but go change. Oh, I think that I can think of the most embarrassing story I've had was right before a funeral. Oh, I Like, I'm, I'm dressed for the funeral, and I'm, I'm officiating it. And uh, I had a cup of hot tea or something like that. And I mean, like, I'm about to get out of the car and just the nature of the lid or whatever. I spill hot tea or whatever I was drinking all down my white dress shirt. Oh, you're dead. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. This <laughs> Like, I had just stepped away for a few minutes. I'm like, this funeral is starting. And so I, like, tried to, like... <laughs> mess with my tie and like <laughs> pull the jacket tight and then kind of just worked with my arms in front of me like because it was about to start there were no other you options had the, and, held the bible close to your yeah, heart that's the exactly whole time. right <laughs> this guy really loves his bible oh man <laughs> so anyway 
Well, there's some extra laundry for y'all, y'all. Yeah, there. there you go, guys. Well, uh, today uh, we have a question. Actually, this is not only a listener, but uh, one of the leaders here at the church. But I think this question is a great one for all of us that uh, might have a conviction to understand that Jesus wants us to do something with our lives, that he wants us to, to serve or be involved or have an impact or something along those lines. And their question is this, Jeff. How do you combat the idea of a volunteerism mindset versus having a servanthood mindset? Mm. Or in other words, how do we keep the mindset that I'm not just, quote unquote, a worker or volunteer, but I'm actually serving Jesus? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great question. And this is one of those questions that I think is a lot easier said than done. So yeah. the, the easy answer is you do all things as unto the Lord. And so everything that we do in our life is an act of worship, uh, whether that's our occupation, whether that's, you know, serving at your home or whether that's serving at, uh, like it, through the organization of the church. And so um, that position in your heart and that position in your mind is the position that you you go into. Now, you said something interesting just a second ago. You're like, basically you said like good-hearted people who want to serve the Lord mm-hmm. who struggle with volunteerism. And I'm like, yep, that's a thing. Sure. And it, it's a thing because to serve, you have to obligate yourself. Mm. And obligation brings with it a degree of burden, right? So whenever whenever I obligate myself, there's times I don't want to fulfill that obligation. Like when I when Heidi and I had children, there's times I don't want to deal with my children. Sure. You know, uh, there's uh, Heidi and I, there's, t- there's times I'm like, uh, you know, and there's a lot of times when she's like, you know, aren't you, don't you have a trip? <laughs> you know, aren't you going somewhere? Could you? You know, and so it's the... <clears throat> It's the nature of saying, I will show up and I will do this. Oftentimes, we um, can dread getting there, and we'll oftentimes find joy once we do it. Yeah. Like, we'll look and say, I'm so glad that I did that, and I'm so glad that I you know, helped out. But if you just looked at the average person and said, you want to tie a Saturday up doing something for somebody else... Mm-hmm. The the sentence, you know, catches at, do you want to tie a Saturday up? <laughs> you know, and, and I do, I do love you, and I do want to help out, and maybe I'm far enough in, along in life that I do know that will bring joy, but it's, at least for me, it's the burden of saying yes, yep. and it's like, do you look forward to it? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> w- would you like to have the day to yourself? I'm like, yes, because mm-hmm. I would also look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. I, th- I think we can get into like a, a, a false guilt, sure, where we would look and say, if I'm if I'm serving someone or serving, I'm leading a group or teaching a class or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. through the through the church, that if I don't think that that's the highlight of my week, that somehow that's a shallow act of service. And I just don't think that's true. And and I would often go back to uh, Jesus in the garden before the cross. Like, he he didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, he... Because he asked his father, he's like, is there another way? You know, but not my will, but yours be done. And I'm like, yeah, who... 
who would look forward to the cross? And the the kind of the counter to that is, well, you know, Jesus said, or the Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I'm like, I got you. You're you're dialing in on the joy, and you're right, but you skipped over the endure part. Yep. You know, so I don't I don't think it's a um, fair thing, and I do think it's a false guilt. When you look and say, uh, you know, the uh, I got to rush home from work because the life group's coming over tonight, or it's game day practice, and man, I had a long day at the office, and it wouldn't be horrible if it got canceled. I, I just wouldn't trap yourself there. So I would shift this from um, volunteerism versus servanthood. And I would shift this into a faithfulness, Mm. right? So if I was combating volunteerism and I wanted a servanthood mindset, I'm like, in there, or maybe the remedy to that is a faithfulness mindset. And faithfulness is, I will serve, I want to serve, I will probably enjoy serving, and I can also be tired, and and I also it is nice when I get a night to myself, and I don't have to go do those things. But you faithfully push through, you keep the commitment. Uh, by and large, when you're on the other side of that, you'll be glad that you did it. Yeah, you know. But you don't you don't have to feel awesome every day. You know, the <clears throat> you preach a lot here at the church. I do the bulk of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's a, the, they did a study one time and they found that preaching one service takes the physical equivalent of a person working an eight-hour day. Mm. So you know how like draining that mm-hmm. is, especially when you're doing four services. Yep. I don't always look forward to it. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm just like, Ugh, you know, to, to be creative again and to do that. But I want to be faithful to it now, I never regret that I did it. Yep. Like when I'm in the moment and especially I've walked through the moment, I'm like, I am so glad that I invest my life this way. That's on Sunday afternoon after the fourth service. On Monday morning, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I think you have to talk in those kind of terms. Yeah, and I think that there's um, a pressure, um, sometimes warranted, sometimes not, um, of what you're representing when you're serving that can be burdensome. So you mentioned this idea of preaching, but I think this would apply to a life group leader leading their group or a coach leading their kids at night or yeah. um, even a dad doing something devotional, discipleship-oriented with their kids at night. Um, like, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I know when I preach, I have this weight of, oh my goodness, like... What I say will help shape how people see God. Yep. And that weight is, uh, if it weren't for the Lord, like reminding me that He's the one that works in people's minds and hearts, I think it would crush me. I'm not sure I would say yes when I have an opportunity to preach because of the way that weight feels. Um, And so when we're moving into this servanthood mindset, I think that faithfulness is so important because we have that's what part time uh, helps us realize I'm doing this for Jesus, and He's asking me to step into these things, whether they're disciplines or specifics. Yeah, I think anytime that you do something, you always have a mixed motive, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, when I preach, I have that weight. And then I also like have the weight of, I don't want to look dumb. <laughs> sure. You know, I want this to go well. Right. And, and yep. those kind of, so, and it's a mixed motive. And I remember one time, um, I was talking, uh, when I first got in the ministry, I realized like this mixed motive and I'm like, if I wasn't a pastor, would I do, would I do these things? Or is this like obligation or job function? I just kind of wrestled with all that. And I went out and I talked to a a mentor of mine. His name's Roger Pugh. um, And uh, this was uh, 25 years ago, probably. And I was expressing this to him. And I'll never forget the freedom he gave me. He looked at me and he said, uh, Jeff, you'll always have mixed motives. That's what God's grace is for. Mm. Right? And like God, God knows that we cannot serve him absolutely purely. Yeah. So he he knows that there's like this mixture of like I do want to do this. I do want to be faithful. I do love people. I do love Christ. I don't want to do this. I wish I could quit and I drug myself in here today. Yeah. And somewhere in there is like us trying to be a faithful servant of the Lord and where our ability runs out or our strength runs out, God's grace kicks in in abundance and we live there, you know, and that's completely different than uh, the musician who wants to be a rock star and is looking for a stage or the pastor who wants to be a control freak and is looking to manipulate or, you know, whatever. It's completely different than an ill motive, but a mixed motive, I it was a relief for me to have an older godly man look at me and say, yeah, you're never, ever going to get away from that. That's why God's grace is critical in, yeah. in our lives. Boy, that's a, great, um, that's a great practice that we could put into a lot of our relationships, yep. just that same grace that we could extend others. You know, um, if your kid's asking to borrow money, it's like, well, you're just being sweet with me right now because you want to borrow money. It's like, they're... <laughs> They're never going to have a pure motive, no. you know. And the same thing with it, whether it's a spouse, parent, you name it. We can't help but combine all these things together and then try to just do the one that's best. That that's right, and it and it that's what I mean by this false guilt. That doesn't mean you're a jerk. Mm-hmm. It also does. You know, should we go on gra- sending so grace may abound? Certainly not. The right. Apostle Paul says. So it also doesn't mean I just throw my hands up and quit. Don't give a rip. But what it means is I release myself. So this question, like, where does volunteerism stop and servanthood start? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know my own life. Now, as a leader, I, I, and if I'm asking you to volunteer, I want to teach you to do things for the Lord and mm-hmm. that... Um, when we do things corporately as a church, we're doing that as as uh, the representation and the voice of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to teach you to be Jesus individually. I want all of that. But I also know as a leader, even if you embrace it, mm-hmm. you're going to struggle with it. Now, I don't want anybody to treat the the body and bride of Jesus Christ like a not-for-profit. right. You know, and, and, you know, because we'll have people every once in a while call and say, I need to get community service hours. I'm like, okay, we'll help you out. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. 
if grace is your home, then it's your family. If it's a fa- if if it's your family, then you're part of the body, and we don't interact with each other that way. Yeah. I love my family. I adore my family. The the um, my favorite thing in the world is to be with my family. Usually. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yep. And then sometimes I like to be alone, and and I need to. My family's all over, and I need to come downstairs and hang out. Now I never regret it, mm-hmm. but it, but I have to make myself go do what's best and healthiest. Yeah, that's really really good. You know, you you said something back there that triggered like, you know, just making that servanthood thing. Um, we we do this thing here at Grace about you know praying for your three and praying for no brainer moments, and I think that when we can start to um, maybe bring some of that spiritual mindset into our acts of volunteering, it helps us to to remember why we're doing those things. Yeah. And so you know I can I can go down and um, you know pass out some water on a hot day to the homeless. And I can go down on a hot day and pass out some water to the homeless, asking God, I wonder if anybody will make eye contact with me, and maybe I can pray with them while I do yeah. this. And it's the it. same act, but with a heart of Jesus behind it. Yep. You know, And you could take that to any length. You know, like I can serve coffee at the church, and I could also ask God, show me someone that feels like they don't belong here so I can remind them that they do. Yep. You know, And it's just adding that slight spiritual discipline into the volunteering work that helps you remember. Oh, that's that's right. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah. And 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 I think our our lack of desire to serve reveals something about our heart. You know. Mm. So another thing we say a lot is is servanthood's beneath you, leadership's above you. And there's times there was just the other day, like I'm like I don't want to serve my family. I don't mm. want to. I'm tired and I'm worn out and I'm grumpy and. Uh, you guys could have done it. Why do I have to do it? I don't want to do that stuff, yep. right? And and I'm like, so there are times that I spiritually discipline myself to do what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And there's other times that that is totally motivated by joy and enthusiasm. And honestly, just between you and me and the rest of the internet, Joe, <laughs> honestly, it's... That mixture is it's usually the mixture of both of those things. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And it's usually it's usually afterwards that I'm really glad we did that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, we talked or as we opened this up, we were talking about our laundry stories. And um if I'm being transparent, I don't um I don't hope for more funerals on my schedule for lots of reasons. They're yeah. tragic. Um but like that's one of the most fulfilling things I think I get to do is is walk That's with right. people in that. And um, so when those, you know, 10 a.m. services pop up on a Tuesday afternoon where I'm going to be with a family as they're grieving, I don't I can't I'm not sprinting to that. Yeah, because there's there's actually no room in the schedule for it. Yeah, there's it, it's it's burdensome. It, there's no room in the schedule. And I get to go <laughs> cry with people. That doesn't sound like a great Tuesday. Yeah. But man, afterward. It's just there's such a sense of, Lord, thank you for letting me be a part of that. So you're just being honest, and, and what you would say on the other end is like, yeah, funerals are one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Like I feel that way too. Like I love doing funerals. I don't love having my schedule interrupted. Sure. Yep. Or my expectations having to be reset. Yep. 
<clears throat> but I love I love the opportunities to be with those those fans. I don't Absolutely. love the extra hours of preparation, and and it's I I just think if we could release ourselves from that, we would find way more joy yep. in it. Um, yeah, and God can use it for sure. So I think as a leader, because this came from one of our leaders, I think as a leader, um, whether you have people listen to this podcast or you just take everything from it and use it, which is what I would encourage you to do. <laughs> you walk people through this. It's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, you know, I have friends that um, if I called them to go out to dinner, they would be there in a heartbeat and they would only look forward to that. And and then those same friends, I called them and say, will you help me move? And they're like, all right. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, I get, I don't want to help you move either, but I would. Yep. And then yep. I would have fun in the process, and we would we would have joy and make a memory. But no, I don't want to go lift your couch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, kind right. of thing. So it and and I think that is a little bit like Jesus in the garden. He's yeah. like, I will. I don't. Who wants to be crucified? I mean, goodness gracious, that would that would be so unhealthy if yep. Jesus was like, oh, I can't wait. But he's like, no, but I will, mm-hmm. and I will find joy because I endured in the process. Yeah. There's a, a really practical side to all this, too, where if you're working with someone that maybe they've just never stepped out to regularly serve, I've talked to a lot of people, The one of the reasons they don't do that is because they feel they don't feel like it, you know, like I don't, I don't know that that's really the perfect thing for me, um, or like they just feel like I'm not sure this is the right season. I'll wait, you know, let me wait six months because life will kind of yeah. snap back into place, and then I'll be able to do it. And this whole time we keep talking about there's no perfect time, there's no yeah. perfect motive. It's like if those are the types of things holding you back, I think you're actually missing out on this blessing that we're talking about. We're on the other side of it. You're so glad that you got to be a part of what God's doing. Yeah, and it, it it's kind of like going to the gym, you know. <laughs> sure. It's like the the I will talk myself out of that in about three seconds, <laughs> but I will feel better once I go. And and it's not just that it's good for you; it's that you you when we talk ourselves out of serving, um, we're talking ourselves out of something that's life giving. And we usually exchange that for something that's mind numbing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would just rather sit and watch Netflix, <laughs> you know. And so, it's it's all the above. The the point is, you got to push yourself sometimes, and sometimes you you got to go do things that on the surface you don't feel like doing. Now, listen, there's other parts of serving that are just a riot. Like <laughs> you know, like nine times out of ten, I can't wait to preach. And I love, I actually love like uh, work days and things mm-hmm. like that. I think it's fun. Heidi and I uh, recently were helping someone. Um, you were part of that too with their house. Like I had a blast doing that because I like doing those kind of things. Yep. It was fun. And then there's other stuff like somebody's got to empty the diaper pail. <laughs> you right. know, it's like who wants to? Nobody, but I will. You know, you mentioned that concept faithfulness. <clears throat> and I think that that's the big deal because dependability is one of the things that builds the most trust um, over and over and over again. When when people know that you or the people of God or that God himself shows up when they need him, that dependability is what allows them to yep. continue to rest 
in that trust. And it's in those places of servanthood that conversations about the gospel often... Yeah. Well, it's a fertile ground. You know, it's not a guarantee, and that shouldn't be the motive all the time. I think we should love people just because we love them. But, man, it's amazing. It's such a rare and weird thing that um, when Christ followers are selfless, it does stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And it's good. That's awesome. Well, if you uh, have a question that you would like to be addressed on our podcast, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps, maybe there's something that you want to do in in the area of service, or maybe there's something that you want to talk through that's kind of messing with you in this topic, we would love to interact with you on that. So reach out, let us know. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, rate, uh, follow, and review our podcast. And if you are looking for a church home and you're in the area, we'd love to have you come out and check Grace out. Or, of course, if you're out of the area, you can always watch us online as well. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.